Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and today with me, I have Dr. Brandon Roberts, the Chief Science Officer of Tailored Coaching Method. What you're about to hear is this week's research review. Every single week, we're going to bring you a short 10 to 20 minute podcast breaking down one specific topic diving into all the research and teaching as much as possible and giving you application takeaways to use this for a science-based approach. So stay tuned and get ready for this week's research review. All right, so today's research review study uh, topic that we are diving into today uh, is rest intervals. Uh, and this is a really good one because we get I get asked this all the time, especially that because we run the Taylor Trainer uh, training app. Um, there are rest periods in there because there's a section for me to put rest periods, so I do put them in, but I always get the question, you know, like, how important is that? Or, or what if that, like, like, that's not enough time for me? Or what if, like, I feel like that's so long? Um, and often my, my response, and I'll be interested to see what you pulled from the research on this, usually my response is, honestly, don't overthink it. It really doesn't matter that much. Truly. Uh, conditioning, I think, is a different ball game, and we can kind of touch on that in a sec because that is a different thing. But for strength training, most of the time what I've found is that it actually is just better to be kind of intuitive and just take your time because you don't want performance to suffer. Um, and it, from what I've dug into, I believe that the longer rest periods actually outperform short ones most of the time. Um, but I could also see the disadvantage of taking too long and then just kind of feeling cold. You know, I know if I... Um, you know, now I was thinking about this other day, now that we have a dog running around, I was doing sets of squats and then like I look over and he's pissing on the turf and I'm like, oh shit. And so like next thing I know, it takes me 10 minutes before I'm squat again. That doesn't do me very well, right? Um, but if I rush into a squat session or a set after another set, like that's probably going to be just as bad. So um, I'm excited for this one. But the main question we're answering here today is how long should rest intervals be for hypertrophy? So Brandon, what is, what is the research showing you? Okay, so there are a couple studies on this. There's, I think there's a meta-analysis too, um, but kind of in 2011, 10 years ago now, wow. Uh, there's a study that came out <clears throat> that compared one minute to three minute to five minute rest intervals. And what they found was that, um, hold on one second, that the longer rest intervals allowed you to do more reps. And that translates to more hypertrophy right? More volume, more time. Now, one minute kind of reduced, I think, like th two or three reps. And over across the, the sets, it kind of is compounding. So maybe you do 10, your first set, you do eight, six, and then five or something, right? With one minute. Uh, well, with three minutes, you do maybe like 10, nine, eight, seven. And with five minutes, you're like 10, nine, eight, eight. Right. So there, the, the difference between three and five is very minimal. Um, but that first study, uh, Senna 2011 showed that, Hey, longer is better. Um, and you'll even see a lot of people when they focus on strength, take three to five minutes. Um, but for hypertrophy, I think there's another study that split the, the, this is a meta-analysis. Basically they did longer than 60 seconds or shorter than 60 seconds. And 60 seconds is like, pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Like if you're resting less than 60 seconds, you're like impatient. I think, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I need 60 seconds just to like, I don't know, sit down, but they basically found that the longer rest periods over 60 seconds, um, resulted in almost double the hypertrophy, uh, when they are doing, I think they did like some bicep curls or something like that. So that one says, Hey, longer is better. Definitely more than a minute. Um, now there was one study that did in untrained people 
that compared, I think it was 60 and 120 seconds. And they found that shorter rest intervals were better. Um, that's from think 2016. And I think what happened there, I've, I've looked at the study, I have a whole presentation on like uh, optimization of hypertrophy type things. Uh, and I think what happened there was untrained people don't really know how to go to failure or how to like find their limits. And so if you shorten the rest intervals, they work harder. And so that results in more hypertrophy. Um, but yeah, overall, I think you have some freedom um, between 90 to 120 seconds for hypertrophy is kind of accepted. Uh, for power and strength, three to four minutes is pretty standard, maybe a little longer if you're going really heavy. Um, but then, like you said, more than five minutes and you're kind of getting cold. So you want to avoid that too. I think, uh, you know, an intuitive nature is as well as like, two things. One, the bigger the muscle group you're training, the longer you probably need to rest. I mean, even just from like, I know with a pump, you know, the, the blood, the, the, like the pump itself, like that lactate, whatever it may be, that's causing you to feel a little more fatigued when you go into the next step, which makes it harder to go through a full range motion rep or do any type of rep. Um, if anybody's had like a gnarly bicep pump versus a gnarly like quad pump from like, leg center or assault bike, whatever, usually it takes longer for the quad to calm down, right? From doing heavy squats or like assault bike, whatever, compared to the bicep, because it's a smaller muscle, a bigger muscle. So there's probably more blood flow that needs to be cleared, more lactate that needs to be cleared before you can do it again. Um, so that's a big key here as well. Uh, there was also, you know, I, I, in my experience, I, I've had a lot of, uh, a lot more women over the years that struggled with longer rest periods and I actually think it makes sense because there is some research that shows like women might be able to do more volume too I believe um and this is speculation but I know that estrogen plays a role in cardiovascular health this is why even for men you know having balanced healthy estrogen levels is still important even though men usually steer away from it because it's like the female sex hormone versus testosterone just like it's healthy for women to have a certain amount of testosterone too um but women do have higher estrogen levels which would make sense if they can do more volume maybe they're just able to rest a little bit less and get more done in a small amount of time so when we look at how much volume can be done in an hour or two workout maybe that plays a role right they recover a little bit faster between reps and sets which allows them to do more um but nonetheless i think the the spectrum stays the same right the bigger the muscle or the more neurologically taxing the movement the longer you're probably going to need to rest um and there's nothing wrong with taking rest periods i think people a long time went ago i believe it was because of time under tension right like time under tension was supposed to be a big thing so if we took shorter rest periods we had more time under tension which they realized it's more about mechanical tension not time under tension itself um as like a, a metric that you're literally recording time on uh that that obviously has changed a lot and then the other aspect is is not looking at and this is probably where a lot of people get confused or lost is that they look at strength training as a way to lose fat which doesn't mean you can't lose fat from strength training but that's not your primary means of fat loss uh, diet and maybe some neat or cardio is and i think people get into the mindset of resting less between sets because their heart rate gets up and they associate that with fat loss too much right and then they get into this mode of like turning a strength training session into like a, an interval session or a circuit training session if that makes sense yeah yeah and so you mentioned something at the front that was kind of like <clears throat> self-selected rest periods. And there is some research on that. And I think for people like you and I, or the more experienced people, you can totally do that. Like I know when I'm ready to go for another set, mm -hmm. but when you have the people um, who are itching or maybe not as experienced who are like, I'm ready. And then they lose three reps on their next set. And you're like, you weren't ready. 
Um, that's what you really want to watch out for is yeah. like, make sure that you're just not dropping off a cliff between sets. Cause you, you shouldn't be, um, you know, if you are maybe lower the rate, the weight a little bit, uh, take your RP down a little bit. Um, but that's what I kind of tell people is like, you know, you're individual, but you're probably going to need 60 seconds at least. Um, and then you can kind of go from there. Yeah. Uh, the, the point about women that you made is true. Um, they do recover faster and they can handle more volume. It's because they have generally less muscle mass and there's some whole metabolic um, differences there. But, um, so are not, but, and you can use that to your advantage if you need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think a, another really good point or like something I always just try to tell people as well is, uh, you know, I guess it's all just context specific because even another case would be uh, a superset of like an antagonist superset, right? So like a bicep curl into a tricep pushdown, you don't need to take any rest between those and your performance will probably be just as fine. You know, I think there's even studies that show uh, performance on a leg extension leg curl was better when you supersetted them because you were going back and forth. There's times where like that's, that's a big factor too. You know, you can do supersets and you can remove time. That's why it saves you time. Um, but you have to be smart with that. You know, you can't do bench press and take really short rest periods and expect to increase. But overall, there's a lot of indirect things that help with results that are just like, I think you should be focusing on for performance reasons, right? So um, I had a question on sleep recently, and I don't think there's a lot of research on sleep and hypertrophy, but there's enough on sleep and recovery or sleep and performance. To let us know that like, well, we don't have anything that shows it causes less hypertrophy. However, if it is causing less recovery or worse performance over time, you got to imagine it's going to be like worse recovery, worse performance equals less volume or intensity, which over time equals less hypertrophy. So there's indirect things that we have to kind of think about. So um, just consider that with rest periods. If you're doing things that are causing you to not lift as heavy or not be able to get as many reps in, it's probably going to cause you to not get as optimal results, period. Pretty, pretty make, makes sense. It's intuitive, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think that sums it up pretty nicely. Um, so just don't do like 30 second rest intervals. We should cover sometime the agonist antagonist question because there is some research there. And I think I'm, I'm, from what I remember, it does, there's some advantage in certain movements. Yeah. Um, I actually read a review from Eric Helms that was really cool on it. And I would love to go into that one because there was one that even showed calf raises with squats or leg press or something improved. And, and people would be like, what the hell? That's weird. And it's like, well, it kind of makes sense. Cause if you take your, you know, some pre fatigue strategies are actually good because it takes that muscle out of it and allows the main muscles to work harder. But, and calf raises itself are quite literally ankle mobility. I mean, you're literally doing ankle mobility, so it's going to help your squat. Um, but no, I think that's, I think that's a, the, uh, overall, it's a good topic to dive into. And, and, you know, for people listening, people who are in the tailored trainer using the app, all those kind of things, just remember that listening to your body is the best thing, whether it says, you know, one minute, two minute, three minute, four minute, like at the end of the day, you just need to be ready to do your best. Uh, and the only time I get really specific with rest intervals is going to be if we're doing something like a rest pause set, a cluster set, um, every minute on the minute, there's times where, you know, we're not necessarily saying that this is better for hypertrophy. However, there is a reason behind the rest intervals in those scenarios, and they're usually like advanced techniques. And then last but not least, conditioning, which we're not going to get into today because you could do a whole hour podcast on conditioning. And I think rest intervals are pretty specific for conditioning because we're, we're mainly running off of metabolic conditioning and heart rate variability, right, which is dictated a lot by rest intervals and activity intervals. So um, it's just a different, different ball game. But um, 
overall, my takeaway is that it really doesn't matter. You should be intuitive, but typically a longer rest period that allows better volume and intensity is probably going to be best. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cool. As always, guys, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to ask us any question uh, to dive into the research on, you can click the Ask Boom Boom link. Ask us any question or leave us any topic and we will dive into it for the next one.